Emily suggests we talk about board games on on our podcast. Haven't played anything new board game wise. Yeah, me neither. This is technically a new game for twenty twenty one. The oh the Loki expansion. Oh, so you got to pick a Loki character then? I I'm sure I will. Cause like the rounds are fast. Like they're like oh, 30, oh. 40 minutes. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll play two rounds tonight. We do yeah. I think I think that's a pre show. Oh, so that means we have to introduce the podcast. <laughs> Oh yeah We're recording a podcast everyone That's what this is all about What's up everybody Welcome to Above the Board with Josh And Phil Where we stay above the board Yeah everything's above the board Everything's above the board We are streaming in front of a live audience No we're recording (laughs) Recording In front of a live streaming audience It is It is So follow along at twitch.tv Slash above the board So just like last time we did this We're going to play a board game While we talk about the things that fuel our geek hearts, you know? <laughs> yeah. And just, like, have a real fun, you know, nerd out sesh, as the kids call it. Do they? Yeah. <laughs> nerd out sesh? No, just sesh. You... I mean, not oh. the nerd out part. I was like, I feel like nerd out sesh is a no, 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 Josh no. TMs. <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> Actually, really, like, shortening things is not my thing. That's more of, like, Randy and your wife. It's a classic thing. There was a an old SNL sketch with Chris Kattan where yeah. it was like an infomercial. Save time in your life by shortening words. <laughs> That's the whole thing? Yeah, and he just like cuts a bunch of random words short. That sounds <laughs> on brand good. for a Chris Kattan SNL skit. So what game are we playing today, Phil? Villainous. Yeah, Marvel, Marvel Villainous <laughs> Edition. That. I, I, I feel like... Oh, you did? You dressed occasion. up? I was wearing Doctor Strange socks that you can't see on camera. but It's a podcast, so they can hear them. Yeah. <laughs> we got to describe You can hear my socks. They, they have Doctor Strange on them. They're black and purple, and they have blue Doctor Strange-like silhouette, kind of. He's casting right. some sort of spell. All right. Strange socks. Strange socks. That's going to be our first spinoff podcast. <laughs> Where we just describe socks. <laughs> yeah. So this game, it's like a spinoff of the Disney villainous game. Where you play, as the name would suggest, as a series of Disney villains to accomplish predetermined goals. And it's uh, basically like a deck building game, right? Would you say? Uh, you have a deck. Like, you don't add cards to your deck, do you? But not to your deck, but you use cards like yeah. to like kind of build a attack force or a defense. Right. This is interesting that I can't identify the genre of this off the top of my head. Because it's, it's, it's like a strategy. It's mostly a card game. Card game. <laughs> But kind maybe of. maybe a tableau builder. Okay. <laughs> I haven't played it much yet. Yeah, yeah. I played I've played this particular version, Marvel Villainous, uh, two or three times, and I've played Disney Villainous many times with my family. It's very yeah. fun. But anyway. Oh yeah, I wanted to pronounce it Via New, like oh, it's yeah? like French. Yeah. It's... But with the Spanish double L situation. <laughs> Via New. Via New Marvel. <laughs> Via New. I picked up earlier this year the Loki expansion entitled Mischief and Malice. Where the core game is actually called Infinite Power. It's actually Marvel Villainous. Marvel colon Villainous colon Infinite Power. You gotta clean out those colons. I, I don't. They do. <laughs> These villains do. And I don't particularly so, want to do that. What is this subtitle? Infinite power. Infinite power. Yeah, because I when I read the rule book, I noticed there's a whole section at the end for Thanos to do his power stone thing. Thanos is probably the most complicated character. Yeah, I mean he has his own page of rules. Yeah, that's impressive. It's pretty intense. I've not played as him yet, and I don't really intend to start tonight because I feel like 
it's a lot. But I have played, it's pretty much almost, well, I've either played or played against pretty much everyone else. So I've seen the core mechanics of right. just about every villain out of the base. All right, pull, pull out the base villains. I'll pick mine. Sure. And then you can pull out one of your Age of Lokis. So All we right. have Taskmaster. We have Ultron, classic. We have Killmonger. And we have Hela. I think it's interesting that they chose, minus Taskmaster, the most popular MCU villains. Dude, they they got to have Taskmaster coming up as a villain. Or game designers just really like Taskmaster. Yeah, I think, well, we'll talk about it when we get to Hawkeye. But I think that, like, what they're setting up... Taskmaster's in Hawkeye? She's not. Wait, what? Nothing. When has Taskmaster <laughs> been in the MCU? Because this is a fairly massive character are in, on the card. They are in Black Widow. Uh, oh, oh. All right, so if I'm choosing my character from these, discussing Thanos having extra rules, I feel like he's out. He seems cliche anyways. Yeah, yeah, basic. I actually haven't Good seen um, Ragnarok yet, so no. I actually have no idea who Hela is. Her she's objective the, is to have a combination of eight allies and soul marks. That yeah. doesn't even sound she's fun. She's the goddess of death, basically. Oh. Uh, so in the Loki expansion, we have Madame Mask. She's a pretty heavy comics character. We have Modok, which is great. This piece looks ridiculous. Like, he's very not Loki involved at all, right? Yeah, no. The boat, neither Four one villain. of these are. Madame Mask yeah. and, and Modok are more like Hydra and AIM, Earthbound villain groups. And then we have, of course, the Prince of Mischief himself, Loki. So I think, you know what? I'm gonna go with Loki. Alright, do it, man. I'm Take the title character. Yeah. I'm gonna pass on Ultron. His objective is to reveal Age of Ultron. That sounds boring. <laughs> Alright, I like Taskmaster. Once you told me his power is to copy the hero's powers. Yeah, man. And Killmonger was such a good villain. Yeah. I don't know if it was because he was Killmonger or because I'm a huge Michael B. Jordan fan. I mean, it's honestly kind of both, no. you know? So, Killmonger needs to take control of the mines and relocate two explosives to any domain. It's just going to be you. I'm just going to be bombing you if I'm Killmonger. Taskmaster. Have four allies, each with five or more strength and each at a different location. Allies seem good in this game. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna just gonna go with Taskmaster. Get out of here, villains that I'm not using. Vianu. Vianu? I have friends that have this. Oh, okay. Like the, the base game, Villainous, or Marvel, Mar Marvel Vianu. Vianu. And um, that is where I've gotten interest in it, and that's what actually eventually one of my friends bought it for me for Christmas last year the year before. Oh, a good friend. Speaking of board games, fueling my geek heart. Emily said that should be our new tagline. Fuel your geek heart. Fuel, fuel it. Yeah, man, maybe we'll get sponsored by some sort of game fuel. Yes. Bring it back. That's the other thing. Halo. Halo. <laughs> yeah. I already knew it. I already knew it. As soon as I said game fuel and you had a moment of clarification. Halo Infinite. Speaking of infinite power. Infinite power. Halo. It's, a, it's like a return to form feels like you're playing like Halo 3. Like, it's great. It plays so well. It's awesome. Um, which is part of the reason why everyone is so upset at the Battle Pass. Because it's got to be one of the worst Battle Pass implementations. And sitting next to such a perfectly crafted game makes it that much worse. Well, let me ask you this, friend. Yeah. Do you even appreciate the concept of a Battle Pass? I don't. Which okay. is why I think the fact that I find it bad is a real sign that it's a stinker. Dude, so I hate Battle Passes. Oh, I really do in general. And I don't know if that's showing my age or what. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure it is part of it. Like, I saw someone on Reddit who was like, why can't I just pay $60 and get everything? 
And I was like, you're an old man like me. Yeah, dude, because, like... Because it's, it's not just, the way anymore. No, you have to pay $60 for the base game plus $20 in-game credit. I mean, you have to... to the Battle Pass credit, is I feel like I'm getting one over on them because I don't super care about the campaign, and so I just want to play multiplayer anyways. And so they gave it to me for free. So they're the suckers here, I think. Yeah. yeah but it's know. like Apex Legends, I feel like, is the only other game in Magic Arena are the only ones that play that have battle passes. I've never purchased either one of their battle passes. The reason why I feel like Halos is so bad is because I can play for 45 minutes because that's my maximum game time as a Your busy father. allowance. Yeah. Your allotment. And I won't level up. But like every other battle pass I feel like you play where it's like bing, bing, bing. And you get like all these things like level up and I feel like I'm doing a lot. Yeah. Even though I'm just playing the game. But in Halo, nothing moves. And they've hidden so much stuff behind a paywall. That's part of the drama it's causing. It's because it'll be like, get 10 kills with whatever gun. You have to pick a certain mode for the gun to show up. And then it'll be like, capture the flag. Yeah. And then some schmuck on your team is like, I'm only going for assault rifle kills instead of the flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm trying to level up my battle pass. Yeah, I understand the... I definitely understand the drama. Like I said, I just don't really care for battle passes. Where, like, here's your roadmap of content that's coming. Like, mm -hmm. new maps, new whatever. Kind of like what Destiny 2 did for a little while. And Destiny 1, I guess. I mean, speaking of us being old men, though. If you remember Halo 3, like, it released maps as DLC. Yeah, like packs, right? Yeah, but then and it created this whole them. thing where it like split the community, where you would either play in the playlist of other people who bought the DLC, or you play in a normal playlist, and they would show up one in a million times, because they'd only show up if everyone in the queue had the DLC at the moment you got paired together. And so, like, again, I feel like the battle pass is great, unless you're, like, an addict who feels compelled to collect things. I'm, I'm happy to hear, though, that the... Dude, from a Halo fan... Dude, it's just so fun. Like, if you just want to play Halo... Just ignore the battle pass, yeah. and you'll be like, this is the best. Yeah, all right. It's so good. Like, I'm having, like, flashbacks of Halo LAN parties in college. Dude, that's like, awesome. Like, it's so good. See, because, like, I jumped on the Halo wagon, Halo 2, and then uh, I played a lot of Halo 3, because that came out, like, what, 07, I think it was? And that was, like, the year that I first moved here from Lexington. And I remember one of my best friends had it. And I would, I lived right down the street from him, and I would go over to his house all the time, and that was our Friday nights, right? Yeah. Same like in college, like a lot of times, if we weren't doing, um, you know, fun college boy things, <laughs> take that what you will. Keep it, keep it a PJ. Yeah. We listen to your, to yeah. it with your kids in the car. Fun college boy things. I'm sorry if you have to explain that to your children. They'll live. But I like the ambiguity, like, because as a parent, you're like, oh, they drank too much game fuel. After midnight. <laughs> Way too much Kool-Aid and Hershey Kisses. <laughs> that just means they did their laundry in the communal laundry mat. Yeah, that's all that means. You know? So, here's the thing about this game, too, that I will give you a fair heads up. There's a lot of stuff that they kind of explain like you should already know. Like you've played mm -hmm. it ten times. Yeah. For example, gaining mischief. What does that mean? I don't know. But chances are there's cards in here that explain... Exactly. That's the vibe I got. Cause yeah. The rule book is just like 10 pages long. And it's like in size 30 font. Like old people can read it. And it basically just explains the symbols on the board. And yeah. then it's like, read your cards. Yeah, it's pretty much it. And that's, why, mm -hmm. that's why everyone gets their own little mini like rule book. Like, here's the strategy for your deck. Alright, so do you want me to go first? Since yeah, I'm... you most recently read a Marvel right, comic. so we draw up to four cards, right? It's your first hand. 
when it's your turn, you can go to any of these locations that you want. And you can use any of the abilities. So I'm going to say, for example, I'm going to go here to Odin's Throne so I can immediately gain the three power right there. Right, yeah, because that that's seems like a good first move to get some power. Hmm. So I have to individually power up my alleys. I'll go here so I get triple power. Triple power. <laughs> oh, I think sound effects are really good. Yeah. I feel like they worked out for episode one where we were punching Biff Tannen. <laughs> yes. So, Alright, can we scoot closer together? Sure, yeah. Like we like each other or something? Mm -hmm. Trying to like a balanced view on the stream. Instead of us being tiny, yeah. now we get like equal billing as the game itself. It's, that's fine. <laughs> it's pretty, very good. Because you can watch the podcast on YouTube. Yeah? I didn't uh, know that. Above the board. <laughs> I, we got a YouTube channel, man. So, so we might have more than one listener. That is exciting. I'm, I'm thrilled. Beyond... I just imagine we hit the front page of YouTube and we've got a million Boy, viewers that didn't know. At this point, yes. Mm -hmm. Two weeks ago and today. By the way, did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. Yeah. It was very good. That's good. I know we talked uh, about it like uh, off camera when we were doing our photo shoot. I just wanted to, for the viewers and the good. listeners. Yeah. I know they were worried about our Thanksgiving. I'm sure they were. The one viewer. Did they eat turkey? <laughs> did, did they? they eat it? I did. And I had ham. I had turkey and ham. What a bold Thanksgiving. <laughs> My goodness. I ate a I lot. I guess you could have like cordon bleu for your leftovers. Ooh, I, I would have, but it's no, <laughs> it's no longer there. I know. I threw away the leftover turkey Some like yesterday. I'm going to move to the Bifrost. Oh, I forgot to announce where I was moving to. Although you got cool names. Yeah. I went to the training room. <laughs> you hey, you know what? If you know, Bifrost. <laughs> if you know Taskmaster's story, training room is a dangerous place to be. Well, I'm sure. But he's like clearly like a lame villain. <laughs> Easy. Like his name is Taskmaster. I mean, he might like do good things in the comics. Yeah. Interesting things in Spider-Man cartoon too. It's not he's good. a cool villain. In the yeah, it seems like he pops up in a lot of places. But long story short, his superpower is watching people. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. And his lair <laughs> is the training room. You're not wrong. There are or the Solomon Institute. They're different. That's where he was orphaned at, or he grew up at, rather. I should say. Like as an <laughs> he was unorphaned. He was unorphaned at that. Yeah. So have you watched um, while we're playing this Marvel game? Have you watched the new hit? Marvel TV show on Disney Plus, and I say hit like that because I am very surprised. Hawkeye. I thought you were setting me up for Hit Monkey. Mm. That would be later, I suppose. It will be. I mean, we can do I'm, it now. No, I'm not stealing your thunder. Ah, no, that's fine. So Hawkeye, yes. So I'm still doing my weirdo thing where I'm gonna basically wait until all six episodes come out before I watch. Sold. <laughs> it's so dumb. Like uh, Lost in Space just came out on Netflix. Oh, I'm about to watch that the season final, three. Is it the final it season? It is. I love that show. It's very good. It's all out, so I can just watch it. That was another show that I didn't expect it to be good. <sighs> but it was so good. But it's <laughs> very, so good. very good. Yeah. Uh, Lost in Space gets the above the board uh, thumbs approval. up. Two approval. thumbs up. If I had four thumbs on my person alone, it would get four thumbs up. Well, if I ever have the chance to give you my thumbs. <laughs> That's great. What a friend. I'll will them to you. I'll yeah. Put them I will. Lease them. Or, or will them, I guess, yeah. Lease them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll give them back. Is that an option? Piece. Could be. Uh, but, no, Hawkeye, so I'm going to give you a spoiler-free three-episode review, since you're going to have to give me a spoiler-free review of something else later. Okay. <laughs> um, 
It is very, very on-the-nose Marvel material. The whole joke is that Hawkeye is like the loser Avenger. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, like fan service in that sense? Uh, in that sense, Because yes. it's like in, in canon, they're not like, oh, Hawkeye. <laughs> no, no. Okay. That's more like Ant-Man that they do that too. <laughs> That's true. In the comics. But, um, the, yeah, in the movies, you know, Hawkeye's like the butt of a joke. Like, he has the whole arc in Age of Ultron where, like, will he or will he not die because you're a loser. Like, you're not a oh, god yeah, yeah. or you're whatever. Um, but no, the, the show's doing its best to, like, fan service, like, redeem him as a superhero. Oh, like, he is a hero. Yeah, but okay. they keep making references to the fact that he's, like, the, you know, the back Just the guy who shoots arrows. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. But no, it's very, very good. Uh, Jeremy Renner, of course, is awesome. But the star of the show is definitely Haley Stenfield, who is Kate Bishop, who, from the comics, if you know, it eventually becomes the new Hawkeye. She doesn't refer to herself as Hawkeye because she's just, like, another Hawkeye. Oh. But, like... As far as, like, the Young Avengers and, like, mm-hmm. New Avengers team-ups, like, she is, like, that trope, I guess. But does she take on a name? Kate Bishop. <laughs> is that her real name? That is her real name. Kind of like Iron Man and Tony Stark. I mean... But he is also Iron Man, right? Like, Tony Stark says, I'm Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm just saying. So... It's kind of like that. She's like, I'm the Hawkeye intern. I am. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, Haley Stanfield's like her uh, her energy is just so good, man. She kills it. She does a great job at like playing this wide eyed fangirl of Hawkeye, which is really funny because of like how the MCU movies have oh, made yeah, him be yeah. this like nobody or like somebody that the Avengers don't really need. Yeah. But she's this like massive Hawkeye fan for reasons that you will find out when you watch all six episodes. She likes to shoot bows and arrows. I mean that is one of them. <laughs> But that there's a reason why it's she, like he's he's her representation yeah. <laughs> as a superhero. <laughs> representation matters, Josh. Don't it, laugh. Uh, I'm not laughing at that. I'm <laughs> laughing at the fact that we're bringing that even into the conversation. <laughs> no, but no, it's really good. And they pull from there's like a comic line, like a volume uh, from that introduced Kate Bishop, and it's from I want to say like 2010, 2011, maybe a little old for in comic standards, you know. 2010. I was like, doesn't seem that long ago. No, like chronologically it's not but like in, in as far as like comic story arcs go that's uh-huh. forever ago yeah that's yeah, old yeah. that's old news yeah like way old news like oh mm-hmm. you haven't read hawkeye what's wrong with you that kind of deal you know gotcha but um they're pulling a lot from that storyline enough to make it still like family-friendly marvel stuff it's not like super dark like the netflix like street level heroes were yeah. like Daredevil and all that. Even though those are great, they were fantastic. But I certainly wouldn't let my kids watch them. Uh, not yet, anyway. Sadie watches Hawkeye with us. It's like that level of like it has the potential to go super dark. Is it PG or is it fourteen? Yeah, I believe it's fourteen. That's fine. Your but kid, I mean, your kid's got a strong stomach for yeah, I teenage mean, really rated any... television shows. <laughs> it's not really any gore. It's just like any other PG thirteen Marvel movie. It's just, yeah, you know. But anyway, it's um, there's a lot of deep cuts in it. I will tell you for like uh, any Marvel comic like street level hero fans, like tons of stuff being set up or referenced. We'll say that the last episode has a huge tease for something big coming Ooh. potentially later. Okay, you you say last episode. You've only seen three episodes, right? Like the last aired episode. Yes. Okay, yeah. because you know I edit these. 
Yeah, so the, the last... Somebody will, like, they'll watch the finale, and they'll be like, what is he talking about? Yeah, no, no, last aired episode. Episode three. There you go. Episode three. Don't, don't date us. Like, uh, we need to transcend time. Anyway, teases something really cool for what's going to come, hopefully, later in the season. See? But, like, later in the season, is just, like, three episodes. Like, I'm going to knock this but out in a day, but you're, like, weeks. a sucker waiting three weeks. You know what? So what? So, like, Lost, final season. Yeah. Way better when I binge-watched it with my wife. Is it? The... It's way better. It's not good. Okay. I'm Thank not you trying for to clarifying say, that. watching it live on TV with a week between each one, there's so much time to come up with way better ideas than they actually did. That's true. But when you're just, like, binge-watching it... Can I tell you a little secret, fits. though? So I've learned a lesson with Lost. That <laughs> lesson is, do not fall into forums... Oh, or for sure. Plot, heavy plot. Th- like, it's fun to, like, think, oh, they're introducing this character. Or, mm. oh, they're going in this direction. That's fine. You know? The Spider-Man thing going on right yeah. now. Like, everyone's talking about what's happening in Spider-Man. <laughs> but, like, my favorite is, like, Andrew Garfield thing. Or, no, Charlie Cox said it. The guy who plays Daredevil. Yeah. Matt Murdock. Everyone's like, oh, you're in this movie. And he's like, listen, I... I'm not going to say I am. I'm not going to say I'm not. But what I am going to tell you to do is temper your expectations. Because either everyone's going to be super excited or super bummed out. I bet this Spider-Man movie is going to bum some people out. I do too. Mainly because just from the trailer, I feel like there's too much going on in this movie. Yeah. I I don't think it's going to be bad. I think it's going to be handled well because John Watts, the director, he's juggled tons in the two other movies that he's done. Like Far From Home, it's got a lot going on in it. It does. And Mysterio was set up to be this, like, ultra-complex villain in... That was actually, like, multiple people. Like, Mm -hmm. he was, like, a a cult, almost. Like, versus, like, one person. I mean, it had... He had a face, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. Beautiful face. But Mm. it's a handsome devil, you know? For sure. Anyway, I think that this movie will be good, but I do agree with you that I think that many people are going to be leaving the theaters, probably even me included... December seventeenth, and they're gonna be like, bummed out. Like the ticket pre-sales went on oh like last gosh, week. There's like people fighting in the streets over yes. these ticket pre-sales. And they're selling them for twenty five. They're gonna be mad. They're gonna be mad. They're gonna be so mad because you now have an assault on your record because of a stupid <laughs> movie. Anyway, I am excited for what Hawkeye has. I think I'm most excited, and then we'll move on. Is the fact that like I was not super excited about the show. Like, yeah. nothing about the show, like, really sold me. Mm-hmm. I love Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. I love Haley Stenfield and everything she's done, you know? Even True Grit. That, yes! Love that movie. I, I like uh, Matt Damon a lot in that movie. Playing Le yeah, Beef. Yeah. So good. <laughs> yes. I forgot all about that. So good. That's a I, movie I need to watch again. Oh, man, that was a good movie. It's a fantastic movie. I uh, forgot that. Because yeah, it should... was a Coen Brothers movie, too. They yeah. re... It was a... It's a remake of remake. Like a John Wayne movie, right? Yeah, but everyone in that movie is so good. And I realized like a week ago that the little girl is Haley Stenfield. What else do you say you like her in? Because I recognize her. She is Spider-Gwen in Into the Spider-Verse. Yes, yes. She does a fantastic job in that. That's the other reason I think Spider-Man is going to be a disappointment. Because Spider-Man and Spider-Verse did Multiverse Spider-Man first. so well. Yes, and they did it. Not, not just first, but to perfection. Yeah. I agree. I totally agree. I think that this, if there's a saving grace with the multiverse idea in Spider-Man, it's the fact that Doctor Strange is at the helm of it. But that's literally it, you know? Yeah, I do like Doctor Strange. But that's what I'm saying. So we got a Doctor Strange plot going on with the Spider-Man plot, and the worst-kept secret in Hollywood is that there's other Spider-Mans. 
Yeah. In this movie. And the villains. And then there's like gonna be like six villains. This seems this seems like the Batman and Robin problem all over oh, again. Ooh, don't say that. I'm just saying. Don't say I'm that. Just say it. <laughs> we don't need that. We don't need that curse upon this fine <laughs> franchise. Like was it Joel Schumacher? Was yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, so we got a band here. So it's I bet it's better than Batman and Robin. Oh, for but it's sure. gonna be worse than Into the Spider Verse. So. I mean, that is fair, because, like, honestly, though, like, if I had to rank all Spider-Man movies, Into the Spider-Verse is a perfect Spider-Man movie. Like, it is. 10 out of 10 across the board. So good. Right? And then Doc Ock, Spider-Man 2, Tobey Maguire, for me personally, is right below that. Okay. Solid, like, 8, 9 out of 10, you know? All right. And then we go Spider-Man 1 with Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire, yeah. Then we go Amazing Spider-Man mm-hmm. with Garfield. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Then we get Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire. Tom Holland's not even on your list yet? No, 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 no. Okay, so like this is not counting Tom Holland. Okay, Sorry. I was like, this seems... Because if we're going to include Tom like Holland movies, list. we're going to go Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, Spider-Man 2, Tobey Maguire. Then we're going to go Far From Home, Homecoming. Okay. You like Far From Home more than Homecoming? Yes. Because I think that Mysterio is, was such a good villain. And like, that was a good villain. He broke Spider-Man in ways that we've never seen before in a Spider-Man movie. Like, he broke him way worse than Green Goblin ever did Toby. Gotcha. Way worse. Like, he had yeah. him question everything. That's it so true. so good. And, like, in a matter, and it didn't even, like, take the whole movie to do it. Like, it took one scene. Oh, yeah. And it broke him. Like, he was yeah. toast, you know? And the best part for me about that, like, character arc between... Tom Holland's Peter Parker, like, when mm-hmm. he, like, kind of is in the recovery stage after that fight, or that yeah. dream sequence or whatever, is that Jack Gyllenhaal's character knows that he's a kid. Like, he's doing this to a child. And that's what makes him such a great villain, that he there's, like, no... Nothing's gonna stand in his way to, like... Oh, yeah, he had no know, qualms. He had no problem putting a child in front of a train. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's when you put so it like good. that, it's quite the villain. Such a good villain. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so Far From Home, Homecoming, and you got Spider-Man 1, and then the two amazing Spider-Mans, and then you got Spider-Man 3 at the dusty bottom. Because that movie was just, it's such a sad joke, and I feel bad for Sam Raimi because he meant to do so much more with that. What happened? What do you think happened? The studio. Screwed studio got involved? Now. Oh, yeah. Because like, that, see, this is like another movie I was thinking of an example, right? There's like three villains in it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Dude. And then there was like um, his bro, who was Green Goblin, also yeah. like became his friend. I think I don't remember this movie super well. Yeah, he does. Yeah, you're right. There's a redemption. And so arc. there's like a super too, fast redemption. Arc. Too many characters going wrong, yeah. doing too many things. So the problem with that is that like there's again the Batman and Robin problem. That's all yeah, I'm yeah, that had the Batman and Robin problem <laughs> for sure. But I don't think that. I don't know. I'm confident that No Way Home is going to be pretty good. Maybe there's just a Spider-Man 3 curse, right? And Andrew Garfield just dodged it by not having one. <laughs> well, or maybe Tom that's the worst the Tom, curse Tom gets. Holland screwed them because he's got another trilogy coming. So you know it's technically Spider-Man 6 is going to be the third Spider-Man movie and another trilogy. The third third? Ooh. <laughs> 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 What he's did he just sign a contract for three more movies? Because uh, he's about before. to be like old Peter Parker, right? He's got like Mary Mary Jane and all those plots, right? <laughs> yeah. So like I think 
eventually they're going to bring in Miles Morales. I think that's pretty obvious what they're going to do. You think so? That seems to be the most obvious choice for like ticket sales. Like Into the Spider Verse was a huge hit. Into the Spider Verse Two is obviously going to be a huge hit, and that comes out next year. By really? The way. Yeah, twenty twenty two. I'm also low key more excited about the Spider Gwen spinoff they're supposed to do, just because you know my daughter's a fan, and if yeah. she wants to see a movie. I'm over the moon. Hey, listen, I get it, man. <laughs> I totally get it. Sadie really wants to see Ghostbusters, and I said, we'll wait on that one, because I'm sure there's some spooky moments. Yes. I would actually say, do we want to get into to Ghostbusters? Sure. We're supposed to not? play. Yeah, I mean, it's We're more turn. above the board. Th- okay, I'll take my turn. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Drink some high C. <laughs> Ecto cooler. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this... Lightning bolt, the cloud symbol is that, that the fate deck? That is fate, yes. And so it you sounds draw like the... the fate deck's gonna mess with you. What is this like? The double Massachusetts That's like symbol? Attack or defend? So like, if I had oh, if you... I gotta fight some stuff, yeah. but I, I feel like I probably need to click more power right now. So getting power and playing cards probably seems like my best move right now. All right, I'm gonna go to the Solomon Institute. Yeah, where you're unorphaned. Where I was unorphaned. Say hi to my foster mom. I'm pretty sure you killed. <laughs> That sounds so <laughs> via new. Via new. Marvel. <laughs> I'm going to spend two power because that is the cost of the black ant. Oh, I don't want to play this black ant. Okay. Black ant. I'm going to go back to Odin's throne again. Build up this power. All right, these seem pretty good. I'm going to play these frost giants. We're going to put them. You were going to put them in their home, Jotunheim, so I can defend also the Bifrost and Sanctum Sanctorum. What is the Sanctum Sanctorum? It just looks like a house. It's a Doctor Strange's house. Why does Loki go to the Sanctum Sanctorum? What am I not thinking of? You've not seen Ragnarok, right? Yep. Is no. that my missing... That, that seems like a major Marvel movie. <laughs> gonna, it is, yeah. All right. I was going to say that's a major component that I feel like they're drawing from for the purpose of this board. Okay. But in the comics, Doctor Strange and Loki do interact a little bit. <clears throat> and then I'm going to draw a card. That's the end of my turn. Now, so we're talking about Ghostbusters. Bustin' makes me feel good. All right. So sad I haven't seen it yet. Dude, you should be. So, it's like... <laughs> Thanks. So, like, A+, plus, I really like it. Yeah? But in this weird way, in that, like, you know I'm sort of a movie critic, right? Yes. And I feel like, as, like, strictly speaking as a movie, it's kind of a C plus, B minus, right? Gotcha. It, like, does everything you want from a movie. <clears throat> Characters come together. It's... It's actually kind of like, reminds me a lot of the first Ghostbusters in that there isn't like a strong character on their own. There's not like an obvious theme to anything. Yeah. But like somehow as a unit, they're like one character arc. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so... So, so the ghost, the Ghostbusters in the first movie yeah. are a And character. so, but as a love letter to Ghostbusters, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah? Like it, it hit all the feels. Yeah. It's reusing the music. As intertextual with the original Ghostbusters, it's incredible. So it's like if you're familiar with the first Ghostbusters, you just gotta go. It's like so much stupid stuff in it. Like there's like a, a workshop with all this old Ghostbuster stuff in the background. And there's this weird like red box thing on wheels. I never knew what it was. But I immediately recognize it as the thing that gets carted out of their office when they're fired from the university in the first one. Nice. And because I'm like so familiar with the first one, I'm like I'm picking nice. up on stupid little things like this yes. all through the whole movie. It's like me in Star Wars material. Yeah. Like the Mandalorian. Oh uh, yeah. Is like chock full, obviously, of Easter eggs. Chock full every single episode. I feel like I could like host like a breakdown. <laughs> 
YouTube or a podcast or something that's yeah. like that at X Minute Marker or whatever, <laughs> like you'll see this thing in the background. Nice. No, it's awesome, man. It's even to the point where it's kind of like it's so true to the first one. You know how I'm a big like wuss for jump scares? Like they get me every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a jump scare like got Emily that didn't get me because I was like. But did her jump get you? A little bit. Okay. I, I did not flinch. Yeah. Who am I? <laughs> but I was like, oh, because I know exactly how the first one goes, this thing is about to happen. And it's like, Wah! and I got Emily. But I was like, yep, I knew it. <laughs> because it's so like true to the story of the first one. Like You could even kind of pick out which kid matches which Ghostbuster. That's awesome. Like It's crazy, man. That's it's so, so good. good. But, so I, I do want to just a quick tangent a little bit behind the scenes uh viewers and listeners a little making a sausage of phil and i's uh friendship <laughs> when i said that at the end of the other episode yeah uh like watch the stream see how the sausage is made yeah Emily was like i hate when you use that phrase <laughs> it is very disgusting so now people see the sausage of our friendship yeah <laughs> now that you said it <laughs> anyway but that is what it is you know sure yeah we have seen a lot of films together whether in our own homes, side by side on a couch, or at a movie theater yeah. over the years. I am a huge horror nut, horror film buff, and you will watch them, but you're not like a horror film yes. aficionado like I am. That being said, I feel like I can handle jump scares pretty well, but I do jump. I'm not saying I don't jump. I yeah. do jump. Uh, and like, part of my, at least my running gag is whenever we're in theaters together, and I at least jump, I'm always like, you got me, whatever <laughs> thing happened, or whoever directed the movie. Right. Uh, like uh, Quiet Place Part 2. I said yeah. that a handful of times. Yeah, you're I'm like, sure. you got me, John Krasinski. <laughs> you got me. Um, but, no, the when you were talking about how Emily jumped, but you didn't, but her jump got you a little bit, the thing that cracks me up the most <laughs> about our uh, viewing parties, whether they're in public or in the privacy of our own homes, <laughs> is that your jumps always get me. <laughs> it's never, never time. Especially when we're in theaters. I think it's because we're, like, literally right next to each other. Yeah, like, where you have to, like, bump elbows. Yeah, the theater. I think that's why. But it, it, it doesn't bother me. It's not like a complaint or anything. Yeah. It's just so funny. Because, <laughs> like, if we're, like, watching a, something scary here, you yeah. know, and you're like, ugh, like, it just, it makes me laugh. Cause it's just funny. But, like, at theaters, like, uh, and I know a jump scare's coming, or it's, like, one of those, like, oh, you got me. Like, I'll jump. But then you'll jump, which will then like rocket fuel my jump, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's great. I just wanted to make that known to our audience that that's that's how Dude. in tandem we are as friends. Is that like jump, jump, jump? It's like a triple jump. <laughs> we just jump around. Back to Ghostbusters, though. Yeah, I, you know how like the original Ghostbusters is kind of scary. Like yeah. everyone talks about how it's a comedy. No, but, there's... but it's definitely a little spooky. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this one is. A little spookier. Like, now that I'm, like, thinking through as a parent or whatever, mm. Lucy could not handle this movie. At all? She'd be dead. No. <laughs> like, a... not even at home kind of deal? No. Like, where you could fast forward? I mean, maybe, but, like... Like, fast forward, like, like watch the tension, fast forward, like, right when you know if a jump's coming or something? I haven't tried. No? <laughs> but I also don't like that or whatever. I understand. Like, the, like, the reason I don't watch half as many movies as I want to watch... It's because I refuse to, like, watch an hour, stop it, and then watch the second hour. Yeah, no, I get it, man. I totally get it. I'm, I so. have grown to that point in my dad age. Yeah, <laughs> and so 
If I'm going to show Lucy a movie, I'm not going to fast forward through. Because especially it's like Ghostbusters. The big moments have the ghosts. That's true. You know? So this one uh, has a lot more spooky moments, would you say? I wouldn't necessarily say more, but I feel like it's a little more intense. Like it's kind of like, in the original Ghostbusters, Sigourney Weaver, maybe, maybe it's the same, but I'm just like desensitized to the original one like when those hands pop out of that chair to grab Sigourney Weaver Dude, I don't know that was a traumatizing <laughs> moment in my childhood so that scared the ever-living crap out they're of me. on there oh J.K. Simmons has like this like really obscure cameo in this what I won't even I don't know if it's a cameo but he plays such a random character and you don't even know it's him <laughs> <laughs> like it's how much screen time where you can actually see that it's J.K. Simmons yeah yeah like five seconds no way yeah. That's a cameo, then. <laughs> it's gotta be. That's ridiculous. I mean, that's cool. And it's like a deep cut Ghostbusters lore type character. or Yes. That's awesome. But it, I don't know, I guess it looks more, slightly more realistic. Like yeah. Like, original Ghostbusters, it's kind of like, you can kind of tell they're like people in rubber arm costumes grabbing her. Yeah, yeah. But like, the new technology fits the film very well, and it looks more like whatever is actually happening. Yeah. So maybe that's why I thought it was more scary. No, I get what you're saying, man. But, but if like, you were saying you're nervous about showing your daughter because she might get scared, the answer is yes, she will get scared. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, I definitely wouldn't take her to see it in theaters because it's one of those movies where it's like, I, there's no way. Because she'd either be like buried behind me in my seat and I wouldn't be able to enjoy anything. Yeah. Or we would be gone and I wouldn't be able to enjoy anything. Yes. That's good to know. One of my other really good friends, Jeff, he saw it. The same night. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw an Instagram thing where you guys were at the movies. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what I did that night. I don't even remember. I think I worked late, and then, like, I didn't go anywhere. I feel like such, like, a left out. Like, I had FOMO big time. Dude, do you, it, was, it was right to have FOMO. <laughs> you, need to, you need to get on it. Yeah, Randy really wants to see it, too, so I, oh, definitely I take definitely her. want to see it. But it is. I'm pretty sure, though, the enjoyment of Ghostbusters Afterlife is just multiplied by how much you know the original Ghostbusters. Because, so, like I said, if I had never seen any other Ghostbusters movie, yeah. I'd be like, this is all right. Like, yeah. it does everything I want a movie to do, but nothing's amazing. Yeah, yeah. But as, like, a love letter to Ghostbusters. That's my tagline. Like, Ghostbusters 1, yeah, not 2. It they don't deny Ghostbusters 2. I saw a whole thing where they said there are some, like, references to Ghostbusters 2. Okay. But I just, like, recently saw Ghostbusters 2 because I had only seen it, like, two other times. Ever? Yeah. Okay. Like, I never... Um, I was, like, five when it came out on video or something, and I, I was at a friend's house and saw part of it, and, like, that little ghost stealing the baby in the flying carriage or whatever. Oh, yeah? That gave me, like, nightmares, dude. Dude, this... I was done. Yes. And so I were like... Low-key didn't see it until I was, like, in college. (laughs) I was, like, in college, and I think Emily, as a gift, gave me, like, the Ghostbusters 2-pack. Yeah. And I was like, I need to see this as an adult. Yeah. And I was kind of like, it's not bad. It's not great, though. It's not great. The ooze storyline is kind of... It's weird. But so I did. I watched it a couple months ago because I was like, if there's references, I want to be ready. Yeah. Because I don't... like, Like, the first one, I watched it while I was doing some home repair stuff with the director's commentary on. And it's like the movie played in my mind, even though I wasn't watching it. Yeah. But Ghostbusters 2, I had no idea. <laughs> it's like heavily influenced by the cartoon, too. It's weird. Really? Yeah. Well, like Janine has like her weird red haircut. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And Slimer's like hanging out at the firehouse. Yeah. He's like the, <laughs> the unofficial yeah. fifth Ghostbuster. I feel like this isn't a spoiler, but the plot revolves around Spangler being dead. Yeah. Um, and that's if you've seen the trailer. So. 
my fan theory here is that um, Bill Murray said he would never be in Ghostbusters again unless they made him a ghost. And I feel like the way the plot plays out, I, I feel like the first draft, uh, Vankman was the ghost. Oh, okay. But then since Harold Ramis died, they had to make him they the ghost. They made it. They're like, oh, we'll make it him. It'll be like. And so there is like a real sweet moment, you know, and I've heard many adult men say they cried because it's so like nostalgic to the first one. Yeah. And I've, it tugged the heartstrings. And I'm a crier. I'm not going to lie. Didn't get me, though. I, it'll get probably me. get me, man. I'm, I'm a big... Movies move me in the most unexpected ways. This is expected, so this is not the best uh-huh. example. But, like, the movie Super 8 yeah. wrecked me. Dude, dude, it got me, too. <laughs> wrecked me. It does. Me. On, on rewatches, too, I'm like, oh. Yeah, like, the whole sequence at the end of the movie, when the ship's leaving, mm-hmm. and, like, they have to let go of the locket. And yeah. That, that stupid yes. song. <laughs> that stupid, beautiful piece of the soundtrack plays. I'm like, I can't sit through this 30 seconds of this film it's without, so good, without it gets waterworks. Me. I'm like super mad, speaking of Super 8, that I was like, I love this movie. I need to get it in high def. Yeah. So I bought it on Blu-ray literally a week before it came out in 4K. That I was heated. Terrible. <laughs> I am so sorry. Because it was. Like, now I always, like, Google movies. Is it in 4K? Yeah. And it wasn't. No. So I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and get it. And then, then, lo and behold. I was like, how dare the, you? The media gods were like, oh, silly human. <laughs> <laughs> Spend your money wisely next time. I think it's your turn. It is. Master of tasks. All right. I'm going back to the training room. <laughs> okay. okay. I, will, I will play the black ant. Black ant. And then so my second play of card action is going to be the effect, trainer for hire. Choose another player. I pick you. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Uh, reveal cards from that player's villain deck until you reveal an ally. Here's one. Lorelai. Gilmore. <laughs> Gilmore Girls. Yes. Oh, you need to get on that show, man. It's so good. Do I? I'm telling you, it's so I good. I don't know that I do. <laughs> In the year of the life. Speaking of things that make me cry, Luke Listen, is that speech. Oh man, gets me. Every I'm time. not judging. Everyone can have <laughs> their thing. I, I feel like if someone has to start with, I'm not judging. No, 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 no. Are. It's not one of those things. It's not one of those things. <laughs> We're not gonna play that card. It's not one of those things. Not this time. Most times, yes, I would agree with you. I've tried. <laughs> All right, and I have more luck getting into Gossip Girl than I do Gilmore Girl. <laughs> Gilmore, uh, Gossip Girl is like one of the shows that are too, a little too crazy for me. It is bananas. So I'm quickly learning that this whole multiverse thing that Loki can do is not beneficial for one-on-one games. Because I can only have one per domain. Does this follow like the shows or the comics more so? The multiverse stuff? Yeah. Comics, for sure. And the show just kind of like taps into it. Right. But is the alligator Loki like a... No, that's a made-for-the-show. He doesn't that's exist in the comics. Dang. Which, I mean, there is a President Loki. There is a Kid Loki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't care about that. I want the alligator Loki. Yeah, dude. We all do. Too. I like the um, the polos that they have That's like has the yes. alligator Loki logo that's like the uh, clothing brand that is. I'm drawing yes. a blank. I am going to spend three power to play Viking Loki in your training room. He's going to hang out with your guys for a little bit. You gain two mischief? Yes. That's a lot for your win condition. I still have to spend it, though. Gaining it does mean Uh, not a whole lot. Well, you're halfway there. 
Speaking of films, new hot, hot ticket item. I took Sadie on Tuesday to see Encanto. It's not a Marvel movie, but it is really kind of like a superhero movie. I'm going to fake card you, and then you can tell me about Encanto being a superhero movie? Uh, what a lead. Kind of, yeah. What a lead. Fate intervenes. So you got to reshuffle. Should I redraw a new card? Because I feel like shuffling your deck basically did nothing. Yeah, you can. Sure, why not? And I feel like it's fine for it to do nothing, except for the fact the card was for a character we're not playing with. Yeah. Which I feel like it might matter to her. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know, Helena. <laughs> you keep calling her Helena. Hella? What is her name? Hella. Okay. But I like Helena. Helen. Good old Helen. We go back. We dated in college for a brief while. You and Helena? Yeah. It was a tough time, you know? Not a good relationship. Was that part of doing, what was it, college boy stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got a Helena. Yeah, everyone. At least one. Up to their college boy stuff. You indulge in college boy stuff, you know a Helena. Have fun explaining that one to your kids. <laughs> That's what I say. Regularly. <laughs> it's a common phrase. I don't trust these cards on their riffle shuffle. No? They don't they don't separate well. And I'm really worried I'm gonna bin one. And I've been a long time shuffler. Yeah. Going back to Halo, I'm playing. I I get the rocket launcher, shoot it right into a wall and kill myself. And I scream at the TV like feel like twenty years of Halo experience would count for something. <laughs> and uh it was like, I don't think twenty years of Halo experience counts for anything. I was like, Well it should count for not hitting myself with a rocket. That's the what Savage burn. It was. Uh, that definitely sounds like something I would do in campaign mode. Not even in the high stakes. Not even uh, high stakes. Ranked uh, multiple fiesta. Game. What? It's like the random weapon mode. Okay. For their like secondary sub battle pass to get ninja armor. That's terrible. <clears throat> I'm gonna go back to Odin's throne because that has the most power. Oh, I forgot to say I went to Camp Hammond. So cool. Is. I have no idea what that is in the Marvel Universe. I would say it's like Camp Lehigh, but I don't know. It's like his version of it, right? I like guess. Taskmaster has his own camp. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. Did you do anything? <laughs> I gained power. These turns are much faster than I assumed they would be. And a weird twist of fate, I feel like Viking Loki. Helps out the Taskmaster's plan. Someone come over and be like, What's up, Viking Loki? Oh. Yeah. And then I get two mischief. Two mischief tokens. Giving all my dudes plus one strength feels good. I think I'm going to give Blackant a training dummy also. Because I'm the Taskmaster. And you assign tasks for other people to master. And draw a fade card. Life model decoy from oh, Shield. No. Alright, so what do I want to block you from doing? Who knows? I don't. I feel like you're the one person who would know. Oh, why would I tell you? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. That's a horse of a different color. <laughs> Block me from my daddy's room. <laughs> Odin's throne. Sorry, I went to Camp anyway. Hammond again. She said like Owen Wilson. <laughs> Camp Hammond. <laughs> I wish I had a segue now for Owen Wilson, but I don't. Yeah. I was, what were you talking about though? Encanto. Before I did my turn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I took Sadie to see it this week. Very good, man. It's awesome. Uh, I feel like Lin-Manuel Miranda, like, he rocked it out with Moana, rocked mm -hmm. out with Mary Poppins too, you know, and then now he's rocked it out with Encanto. But the thing is, is that, like, the movie is, like I told you, it's kind of like a superhero movie. The premise is this family is, like, blessed with different gifts. They grant them superhero abilities, essentially, like super strength, super hearing, one can control the weather, one can uh, talk to animals. But they do all this to uh, help this town, like, become prosperous. So they become, like, I don't know, 
like, de facto demigods. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like the de facto rulers of this like village. Okay. But they're like, you know, they're night nice. they're good people. Like they're not mm-hmm. they don't use their powers for bad, you know. Good, good. The main character, Mirabelle, who's voiced by the actress Stephanie Beatrice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She plays Diaz in oh, yeah, Brooklyn yeah. Nine Nine. Oh, yeah. She's uh, awesome in this as well. Like, mm-hmm. totally different character, obviously, than yeah, anything yeah. she's ever, I've ever I seen. I actually just saw an interview where Lynn Manuel, apparently, him and Stephanie Beatrice were like friends, like, long before. Because she was, like, on off-Broadway stuff. Yeah. When he was doing off-Broadway stuff. Okay. And he always said Brooklyn Nine-Nine was funny to him because she, like, lowers her voice for the character. Yeah. And she never talks, talks like, like that. that yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, because she sounds... When you're watching the movie and you don't have her pictured in your head... Uh-huh. I mean, it's, she's supposed to be, like, a 15, 16-year-old girl. Uh-huh. Like, a little girl. And you're like, uh, yeah, that's definitely a child actress. <laughs> like, she does such a good job. She even, like, has, like, moments where, like, her voice would crack... Or, like, she sounds awkward, like, she yeah. doesn't know what she's talking about. She's the only one in the family that doesn't have, besides the people that have, like, married into the family, she doesn't get a gift. And there's a whole s- massive plot point as to why that is, so I won't explain that. Oh, it's appropriate that it came out during Thanksgiving weekend, because it's all about family relationships and understanding how important it is to have... How do I word this? It's important to have the understanding of what your tie to each individual family member is versus what you ex- what it's expected of you to be to that. Good. And the point is that like families that have those type of like aha moments where like you can look at your family and say, this is what's expected our relationship to be with my mom or my dad or my brother or my sister or my cousin or my aunt or my uncle or whatever. But then in reality, it's this. And it's like completely okay. different than what anyone had ever expected to be. But it works because that's how our family works. And that's kind of the theme that they're going with it's like figuring out expectation versus reality exactly okay yeah yeah and like also like the whole idea of don't take family members at face value like Mm -hmm. black sheep family members are always at face value they're like oh they did something wrong they're bad people whatever yeah but there's more exactly the music obviously is great because lin-manuel miranda did uh, all eight lyrical songs in the movie i don't think there's a bad song in the movie with lyrics personally that's funny. In the interview, he's talking about how Moana came out after, like, his kid was born, like, during, like, Moana's production. And so they just saw it, and he was like, oh, I made that. And they're like, cool, Dad, or whatever. And then, but, like, now, his kid's, like, old enough, and since he's working remote, he's just, like, talking about how he's sitting in the corner writing lyrics. And his kid was, like, really weirded out by it. Because <laughs> he didn't understand, like, it was going to be in the movie. That's <laughs> hilarious. Oh, John Logazamo is in it. Sweet. And I was very happy to hear him. I was like, man, I feel like yeah. I haven't seen him do anything since maybe John Wick. They're, one of the cousins is voiced by a uh, artist who I've was introduced to recently who's a uh, she's a big like reggae reggaeton artist so that whole and who is she her name's like Adesa I believe is okay. how you pronounce it like her music's really good and I'm not a big reggae reggaeton fan but like <laughs> her music is really good and her character that she plays in the movie like all the stuff she does is fun like, it's just cool. but anyway it, check it out Encanto Encanto I'm looking very good I see it super colorful good message good vibes the only complaint that I will say about it, and it's not a plot spoiler or anything, it's just not as, like, epic as I feel like a Disney movie typically is. I Well, one of the things I heard about it that I thought was interesting is that they, like, on purpose, like, it wasn't epic. Like, yeah. They want it to be more intimate. It's super confined, and it's, yeah. it does work for the movie. 
Like, that's yeah. not a reason, like, that's not a knock against the movie. That's just, like, a personal, like, uh, I, it's a Disney movie. You wanted more scale. Yeah. But, but I like more intimate things. It's like, like when yeah. I heard that, I was, like, excited. Like I said, for the movie, it totally works. Like, it totally makes sense. And honestly, for the setting that the movie's in, because, like, the house is enchanted, uh-huh. so every room they go in, it, it could be, like, a massive, like, set piece. Interesting. You know what I mean? Because there's no, like, limit. There's no ceiling, pun intended, <laughs> to this house and the magic that's in the house. So, in that sense, it is epic, but it's not epic in the sense of, like, Moana, for example. It's definitely good, and I enjoyed it. And it's also what I enjoy about it is that, like, kind of like Moana, like, when I saw it and I left theaters and stayed in there talking about it, I was like, I like the movie a lot, and it was pretty good. But then the more I thought about it and the more I thought about the soundtrack... I was like, no, I love that movie. Like, it was very good. It's like one of those that kind of grows on you the more you think about it after you see it. I'm trying to convince, like, my mom and them to go see it. My mom's like, um, I mean, there's emotional stuff in it, right? I don't know if I can handle, like, too much crying right now. <laughs> like, there is a, it is a Disney movie. Yeah. I mean, it's not a Pixar movie, so we don't have to worry about repeats of Up. It is a Disney movie. Disney movies like to pepper in those little yeah. tear jerkers. Well, especially because it's like a family story yeah i mean it got it got me a little bit i feel like it'll get you a little bit more than you know like frozen yeah well frozen's kind of a family story too (laughs) yeah i mean i guess most disney ones kind of are so like frozen didn't affect me at all frozen 2 got me a little bit being a girl dad frozen 2 having the whole idea of your kids like you want your kids to be the best versions that they can be themselves you know what i mean so frozen 2 got me a little bit frozen didn't affect me at all it's just a fun movie moana got me big time because of the whole idea of like letting your kid go to be something greater than she, uh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Well, than she's supposed to be. That was a. But then she's and, gonna leave your island, man. I know, man. But it's okay. She's gonna like fix Taka, and like, <laughs> my coconut trees are gonna dry up or whatever. I do worry about your coconut <laughs> I'm trees. I'm so worried about my coconut trees. Every time I cut one down and harvest it, you know you do. It's a nut, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, it's just dry. I say fruit. But it's not a fruit. I don't think it's a fruit. I think it's. I think you're right. First time. You can't milk a fruit. I have nipples though. <laughs> Can you milk me, Greg? <laughs> Come to above the board for your meet yeah. the parents quotes. I told you, man. You know, <laughs> whatever. Yules are geek hearts. Yeah. It's gonna come out. Our new tagline. Did I go? Is it nope. my turn? I'm waiting right. for you. I'm so sorry. We're gonna go to Sanctum Sanctorum. We're gonna discard. Let me this crap. Get out of here. Um, the most brilliant jest? So stupid. You gave up the most brilliant jest? Yeah, I did. Right. You could have spent a mischief. To do what? Exactly. Win! All right. I didn't read the rest of your card. Yeah, yeah. Probably sucks. <laughs> it does. I'm going to go to the armory. I'm going to fake card first. Oh, speaking of Hawkeye. Hawkeye. See, you talked about it too soon. This I is did. our, our no, best transition moment perfect. ever. Perfect. I did want to ask you, though, how Christmassy is it? The trailer Super played Christmas-y. up the... Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'm excited for it, that. What actually something I do appreciate about it is that the show takes place six days before Christmas and there's six episodes. So it's yes. leading up to like Christmas Eve. The finale will be presumably nice. Christmas. What are the Eve. odd Santa shows up? He's in the Marvel universe, right? Yeah. He is actually. That's what I thought. Yeah. Spider Man helps him. Alright, so Hawkeye kills someone in an event, but no one is bothered with the event yet, so Hawkeye does nothing. Okay. Just a call back to Earlier. Oh, You're a real neat guy. I'm not playing it. You'll have to see later. <laughs> Ooh, the plot thickens. Prepare to be vanquished, Agent 13, with um, crossbones. So you're defeated. And but then, he's gone too, right? But I can sacrifice Taxmaster Shield instead. 
So, so Crossbones lives. Fine. I got to keep my dudes around. It's kind of the the just thing. Like chucked the shield at Agent Thirteen's forehead and took her out. Or in a darker moment in the most recent comics, killer like Cap kills Black Widow with a shield. Kills her. Which should have done in the first place. She's a Russian spy. Whoa! No, you're so against Ruskies. <laughs> it's American as apple pie to be against the Ruskies. Is that your turn? Yes. All right. I'm going to go. Where am I going to go? Uh, I'll tell you where you can go. All right. To buy Frost. <laughs> I could. And I'm going to. Knew it. Uh, but when you kill the life model decoy, a hero from the discard pile comes out. <laughs> Agent 13 shield was behind that life model decoy the whole time. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I know. This part doesn't make sense to me either. <laughs> At like if all. It's a decoy. It doesn't make sense. Or they, I guess they were distracting you. Agent 13 was like doing something else and you didn't notice. Maybe. I guess. Because you were chasing after the life model decoy. Because, like, in theory, you'd be fighting who you thought was that, and then it turned out to be a life model decoy. But So it should be reverse. But it's not going to be that. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Who cares? Get out of here, Agent 13. Get out of my daddy's room. We're going to Camp Hammond. Camp Hammond. Favorite spot of yours. Seems like it does a lot of stuff I want to do. I activate this. The training dummy gives him a plus one token. So Blackant is a five now. Bum, bum, bum. And then I'm going to discard. I've been holding on to this photographic reflexes to copy an effect, but all your effects are like use mischief. What's Taskmaster the, what's can't the point do of mischief? having photographic reflexes? How are you going to use that against a god, though? Clearly. So I got that's discarded. The, that's the real question. So do your worst. I'm going to jump back over here to Daddy's room. We're going to get my, some power back. Some stupid life model decoys has been hanging out in here. I mean, it's probably not the best move, but you like Camp Lehigh or whatever. <laughs> Camp Hammond. It's one of your favorite spots. Speaking of Odin's throne. Yeah. I wanted to bring up Kingdom Two Crowns, which is, as of our recording, it's one of the games with gold that you can get on Xbox Live. It's an indie game that I saw a while ago, and it's fantastic. It's like an exploration game. I think that's that's the main thrust of the game. And it's got these really beautiful retro graphics, and you just play like a king, and it's really elegant in that all you can do is move left or move right. And like I said, you just kind of explore the space, and then the interaction you have is that you like collect coins and then you spend the coins to have like your villagers do stuff is this the one that like it came out last year uh i think it came out in 2017 technically oh okay i mean but like it, it might have been yeah like a steam early release or something yeah. i don't know is so, it like when you say retro is it like pixel art yeah yeah i like exploration in video games and it's just like it's all the right buttons yeah. Where it's like you slowly uncover new features and interactions. Part of the thing is you expand your little kingdom out. These little monsters will attack your walls. Mm-hmm. And so like you got to build higher walls. And then as you expand out, you can like start buying new things to defend your walls. And the monsters get bigger. And then you can like eventually send out your knights to attack the spawn portals of these things. You build like a boat. And if you get on the boat, you go to a new island where you basically like have to start over and do like the same thing again. Interesting. And then eventually you build the boat to like go back, because like I was saying, how you interact with coins, there's like a second currency that's like gems that you use to unlock the bigger things and stuff, whatever. And it's just like real neat. And it's like you constantly find these new things to interact with. Like I was just standing around waiting for something, and this giant boar came out and attacked me. And I realized that there's like a bush with little baby boars running around. <laughs> 
And if you, like, stayed next to that bush too long, the mama boar comes out and, like, attacks you. That's crazy. And there's, like, so many little things that I've just, like, found. I'm like, this is so fun. Did you ever play... And you just, uh, like, vibe, man. You just sit there and play. <laughs> you just explore way to the right. And you kind of hit back. a dead end. You come back and pick up all the coins from your people working. Yeah. And explore to the left a little bit. <laughs> Did you ever play, uh, it was the Double Fine game, Broken Age? Oh, yeah. So, like, that's one of my favorite recent, like, in the past, like, seven years, I guess, is when it came out. It came out, no, it was six years. It came out in 2015, I think. Oh, because I followed, like, the Kickstarter on it. Okay. So I was, like, I aware played... of it for longer than that. <laughs> I played it. I know the Kickstarter was a big deal on it, though. Like, it, like, broke records, mm-hmm. I think. Well, it's because, like, point-and-click adventures were, like, a dead genre. Yeah. And nobody would produce one. Yeah. And that's why they kickstarted it, because they're like, well, if people will pay for it, we can do it. No, that game was super good, and it's probably my favorite, like, adventure game. It's like, really point good. point-and-click adventure game. Like, you talking about, like, the standing next to the bush with the boars, the baby mm-hmm. boars, like, reminded me of, like, stuff that you could trigger in that game. Oh, yeah. Like how you, like, we could talk to, uh, like, different characters in certain orders and, like, trigger certain elements of the story. That, Dude. like, if you just, like, did the core of what you were supposed to do, like, you would just skip over, like, yeah. these, like, hilarious, classic Double Fine level jokes. Yes. You know, That's so good. That's a really good game. Yeah. And I feel like I've been away from it long enough I could start all over and be all surprised all over again. Yeah, I don't know. The, the biggest thing I remember about that game, spoiler alert, is, is the big twist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so good <laughs> that I listening. wouldn't even share it. Just, yeah. like, play Broken the, Age. The big twist. That's literally... It's so cool. I was like, what? Yeah, I didn't see it coming. I did not see it coming. I would, because it is. Like, the whole time, you're like, what? What's going on with these two characters? Yeah. What's going on? Why are on? they important? And like, why are they connected? And then you're like, no way! So good. So good. Because you can, like, flip back to them at any time, which I think is also, like, a subtle feature for an adventure game. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you played Monkey Island or whatever... Like, you get stuck. You're like, also, I have no idea what to do. Do they also do Grim Fandango? Yep. Yeah. And Day of the Tentacle. But yeah, it's like you get stuck in one of those games, and you're just like, I have no idea what to do. But in Broken Age, you just, like, switch the other character, and then you can come back with, like, fresh eyes. And then there are plenty of places where you're like, oh, this thing here looks like this thing over there. Maybe I can oh. do it like that. Oh, so good. That's, that is. It's like a masterpiece. Yeah. Like, I, I feel it. I feel like it's one of those things that's like, as far as we've had so far, like the best expression of the point-and-click adventure game. Speaking of games, though, and staying in Marvel theme, oh. I started playing Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. The Square Enix game. It's actually super good. I think what a lot of Marvel games has, like, the kind of... Unfortunate disadvantage, though, is that most people are going to play them and expect them to be on par with MCU. Like, they're mm-hmm. going to look and sound like the actors. Yeah. They're going to ha- reference things that happened to the movies. Like, almost like they're companion pieces to the movies. Gotcha. Versus standalone. But the Guardians of the Galaxy game, it's, it's so well done in the fact that, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise knows how ridiculous it is. Especially the Star-Lord, Groot, Rocket, Gamora, Drax, all those guys. Like, they know that it is a bananas bonkers D-movie 80s movie, you know? Yeah. And so the game leans into that? And it leans heavy into that. But, like, not so much that you're like, I don't really want to play this. It plays like an MCU movie. Kind of feels like a J- the James is Gunn... Is this a Telltale game? Like, is no. This... No, no, no. This is the... It just came out this year. Square Enix did it. I mean, it's similar to their Avengers game but not games as a service. Uh, it's like a single-player game only. But, like, the look and feel of it is similar to the Avengers game that okay. came out last year. 
combat's super smooth. It's just a lot of fun arcadey shooting stuff. You play only a Star Lord. But the other ones can, like, you can um, order them to do, kind of like Mass Effect a little bit. Okay, like, yeah. You can use them to do certain abilities or attack certain enemies or whatever, you know, and, like, do team-ups kind of like um, uh, Ultimate Alliance. Is that the top-down one or whatever? Yeah. Dude, those are so good. Yeah, yeah. Where's the next-gen Ultimate Alliance? On the Switch. <laughs> really? Yeah. Didn't even Ultimate know. Alliance 3. Uh, have to peep that. I think it came out last year, the year before. Dude, it's been a minute, man. Um, but and it's pretty good. It's pretty solid. It's not as good as two. I think two is really, really good. Two yeah. might have been the best of the three. But gotcha. Whatever. Anyway, yeah, Guardians is really fun. Uh, leans heavy into the whole like '80s like retro like action movie like kind of feel to it. You uh-huh. know, I think one of the coolest things about it is that it's one of those games that seems like it has unlimited written dialogue. Like, it seems like everyone's, like, ad-libbing constantly. Unless you're part of a mission. Like, just, like, the NPC interactions seem super, like, organic, you know? Like, yeah. I sat there and stood in the ship for, like, ten minutes earlier. And, like, Rocket and Group, like, had a full-on conversation. <laughs> and, like, it never repeated and never, like, cycled back through. Like, it was a full argument conversation where eventually... Groot just, like, storms off, and, like, Rocket is, like, muttering to himself. And, again, it doesn't cycle through. Like, it's him having a conversation under his breath about the argument he just had five minutes prior. Wow. And it's, like, that's tons of dialogue that they had to record. It is. You know? But it's so cool that, like, if you're just, like, running through to get to the next... So, I just heard that voice acting is really rough on video game voice actors. Yeah. Because there is so, so much dialogue... Right, like if you're recording for a cartoon, a 30-minute cartoon, right, the most you have to speak is 30 minutes, more or less, you know? Yeah, you're just doing the dialogue. But like in a video game, you got to do all that stuff, like in all that muttering under your breath, and so it's like you need like hours upon hours upon hours of dialogue for a video game. And tons of different and takes, then, yeah. Yeah, and then they were talking <clears throat> about, which I never thought about, is that like most video games are like shooters or whatever, so you also have to do a whole bunch of, ugh, 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 like all the and then it just like toasts your voice yeah because you're doing like four hours of grunting for your character to run <laughs> there's i forget which call of duty it was but there's one where gary oldman was in it yeah and he was on i, I believe conan and like he was talking about that same thing yeah like the whole voice acting like how is it being a like voice acting a character in a video game and he, he's like well it's a lot of on the ridge over there <laughs> It was just funny, because Gary Oldman, like, imagining him in a sound booth, like, yeah. just, like, screaming. That's true, because he's such a good actor. You know he'd be into it. Yeah. Like, it was his hair flopping. I feel like <laughs> yes. it's a Gary Oldman thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very much so. Maybe getting a little sweaty. He sweats Oh, yeah. I don't know if you watch Friends as much as I have. Uh, no, but, I mean, I'm pretty familiar. The, there's the one where Gary Oldman's acting with Joey Tribbiani. I do, yes. I where know, he's, exactly like, they're, like, spitting or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So good. Gary Oldman's a treasure. He is. All right. I would say national, but I don't think he's American. No. Maybe. Is he? That's a Google. That's a Google. <laughs> We're going to leave it a mystery. Yeah. You can Google that on your own time. Yeah. Don't don't bother me. All right. I'm going to go to the training room. It's where he plays with his model trains. I think. I don't know <laughs> the task master that well. <laughs> so sad. It's where he imagines he has friends. <laughs>
<laughs> while he builds model trains. I'm gonna pay three for the jagged bow. It'll this be intense. What I know that all his allies have cool names. Uh, he has a bonus if I go to an event, so it doesn't matter. I don't think we're actually paying attention to this event, by the way. No, I'm paying the extra for my allies, but I feel like the reward isn't all that appealing to me. Yeah, like you have to lose your guys to defeat it, and then the benefit is you get to put them in your hand. I'll just pay the extra one. Yeah. I th- and also, because it's like an eight, I think and you're right how it's like everyone can contribute. If yeah. it was like a six-player game, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to throw one dude on there and get a yeah. benefit. But two, it's like... I'd uh... have to... like Because I was, I was looking at it, this guy's a three, and then I'm actually going to pay three to do another three-power guy, right? Like, I could play them both there, still not beat it, be out six <laughs> and, power and, and two done. Yeah. yeah, and they'll just die. Doesn't seem worth it at all. Let's drop a new hand. These cards stink. <laughs> You're welcome. I don't know why I said that. It's not like I had anything to do with it at all. <laughs> this whole split screen thing isn't working. You floated way out of frame. <laughs> way out of frame. Like we have to like put our heads like, together. Yeah. That's mm. the sound of our heads together for the podcast. You gotta follow us on twitch.tv to know what really happened. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we kissed. <laughs> I mean, maybe. But... <laughs> The Ooh, odds. Maybe. The odds are not in your favor. I, 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 <laughs> whose favor? Mine? Why would it be my favor? So you're done? Yep, that's it. That's me. Alright. I think I think I got a winning move here. A winning move? Yeah. Like to win the game? Yeah. I'm going to Camp Hammond. So Viking Loki is going to buff all my guys. Bloop, bloop. Jagged Bow gets one. I'm going to put this one on the trainees. And then for my one card to play, it's going to be the Shadow Initiative. So I'm going to re- relocate an ally I control from my domain to another player's domain and put a plus one token on them. So the Blood Spider is going to come over here because I don't care where. Blood Spider, five power. Crossbones, five power. Black Hand has five power. And then finally, the Jagged Bow is using Taskmaster Sword to have five power. So I have four allies in different locations, five power each. Game, Taskmaster. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> That's a win. Good thing, because I was about to destroy you. I was about to wipe you clean. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was about to let you think. I'm like, all right, you play your one card. <laughs> and then I was just going to come in and basically have a card that lets me move my guy to wherever he is. And then I can run your domain. So I have unlimited turns, basically. And I spend, I would have been at least half, maybe more mischief. And then I would have played another card while I was doing that to just stack up my mischief. And I would have been done. That would have been clutch, man. It would have taken you out, sir. But that was good. Good game. That's good. Good game. Good game. It seems like my weakness would be if you're playing heroes on me via fake cards. I think my biggest... Uh, weakness is just blocking me from getting mischief. I bet it plays a lot different with a lot of different players, too. Yeah, the most I've played it with is four. It does get a little confusing. Yeah, I was like, I know games like this kind of have this weird equilibrium of, like, when there's all the players, you gotta be like, should I be messing someone up right now? (laughs) Yeah, like, it gets confusing as far as, like, who I should be targeting. Mm -hmm. Like, keeping track of, like, who's in the lead and who's not. Yeah. Who's a threat to, like, your goal and who's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it also gets confusing as to, like, if you start, like, tracking down players, like, you lose sight of your goal. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're, like, if I'm going to spend all my time and resources blocking you from your goal, mm-hmm. 
chances are you're not progressing your goal at all. You're just... Then there are also some villains that have... That's their goal, is to block other villains from accomplishing right. stuff. I think I'm kind of a minority in gamers, though, in that I don't really like asymmetric abilities like this. Um, just because, like, basically what you described is, like, I have to know what you're doing enough to know how to block it, and I have to know what I'm doing enough to know how to be successful at it. Mm. Also, like, this third hidden knowledge of what I can do to actually block what you're trying to do, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, while it it seems fair, it's also like I always feel like there's this risk of it being unbalanced somehow. I get it, Or, or it could it's even fair. be like this is a bad matchup or something, you know? But, I don't, I know. don't know. No one ever plays the same game enough to ever know. Isn't that the, the real mystery of tabletop games? It is. Well, because it's also like, I, I played tabletop games in ye olden days before Kickstarter meant there's a new game coming out every month or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it was, you usually, like, you would have a click. And you'd all play the same game like for once weeks. a week yeah. for a year, and it, you like get to D&D. The, and you get yeah, it'd be like D and D, but you play another stuff, and you get to the point where you'd be like, oh, that move was a mistake, like you know, because yeah. you just know, you just know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. And so, but there's so many games and so many cool games to play that stuff like this, where if you know Taskmaster is twice as good as Loki, we would not have enough have played enough games to figure it out because we'll be like oh let's let's do uh disney villain vianu next time vianu so so what is your what's your final grade on this uh being your first time man um just from looking at it i was pretty stoked about it but now having played it i feel like it didn't live up to my expectations okay it's good i would play again but i would definitely just want to be a different character right and i'd want you to play a different character but then again i know if it was flipped if i lost i'd be like I'm doing it again. I'm gonna get test master right next time. Yeah, so, I get uh, it. but see, that's yeah. But like, that's the thing is that like each combination is like a new game, and the number of players with the different combinations makes it like a different game every time. Yeah. So I get the appeal there. It's pretty good. I would I would recommend it to someone who's like, should I play this? But just to shed a little light on who I am as a gamer. Yeah. There's not enough dice in this. I like rolling dice a whole lot. I don't I'm surprised like. Surprised you don't like wingspan more. I do like wingspan a lot. A lot, a lot. As I, much as I do, though. I don't know. We haven't played together yet. <laughs> That's true. I only Dude, played I, like, I played Wingspan. I played it any opportunity I get. And, like, I got my mom in on it. And it's, like, one of the best experiences, no joke, I've ever had at a table with a game. Yeah. Like, I love that game so much. And I don't know what it is. Because it's, like, a super simple game. Oh, yeah. Like, it looks crazy complicated. But, like, really, when you sit down and you're playing it, it's, super, really it's very simple. Very easy to learn very um easy to play like it's like one of my favorite games of all time since i've started getting into this since you started getting into this stuff man tabletop games guilty as charged making i gotta keep you above the board man yeah it's true kind of would you be if you didn't wingspan i was like a bird watching game (laughs) that's token like set collecting i was like these are not things that get me excited Yeah, yeah but i was at like a i was actually at a work conference and it was like after hours, like someone was like, we're going to have board games in this room if you want to come play. And I was like, everyone's talking about Wingspan. The other half of the room's playing like party games. You know, I'll play party games, but I like them more with people I know. Because when I'm playing a game, I'd rather play a strategy game than like a guess what my favorite color is game. And these guys are like playing Wingspan. I was like, well, it's a hot item. I'll try it. And I was like, oh, snap. This is really good. Such a good game. Like I said, just one For of the sure. best we'll, games. We'll get it to the table. We'll be above that board soon. But yeah, I I love it so much that I bought the that version of it, it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's actually my one. Uh, no, I bought the Switch version of it. 
and I played online against some people. Got my butt handed to me a few times, <laughs> but I also handed a few people their butt. The great butt exchange. Yeah. So, uh, are, were you picking up new tricks from playing online that you hadn't seen before? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's pretty cool. The whole like, I always like that. Holding on to like certain species of birds to play until like kind of like just like it's like this is the end game bird <laughs> card that I'm gonna play. You know. Oh, neat. It's going to get me, like, tons of points in the fourth round. That's going to, like, there's no way you'll be able to catch up. Kind nice. Of but, like, you, like, play at average pace up until that round so mm-hmm. that everyone is, like, playing with you. I'm competitive. I'm going to beat you, but, you know, no one's really blown anyone out of the water. Mm-hmm. But then in the fourth round, you're all of a sudden you play, like, two or three species of birds, and you're, like, you have triple the points. And you're, like, there's no way you're going to catch up now. Like, it's <laughs> over. It was the fourth round. <laughs> I've done that a few times. It's always fun when people get mad. Yes. I've had uh, people rage quit because I've done that like in the second round. (laughs) I've just been like been impatient, but like, bam! Anyway, well, I'm glad that it didn't leave a super sour taste in your mouth. No, no, no. It's not bad. If somebody was like, you want to play Villainous, I'd be like, sure. It didn't break my top ten list. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's fine. There's another one that I put on my list that I we should have on the show. Macro Micro City. Have you heard about this? No. Prime City. It's basically a giant thing of Where's Waldo. But there's like tiered stored missions where you have to like search this like map and like mark clues to solve random crimes and mysteries and stuff like that. So it's like an adult version of the initiative without the puzzles. An adult version. Apparently it's like not family friendly. (laughs) Like, it's not, like, over-the-top, like, stupid... Oh, but it's like, like adult bookstore adult. No, 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 no. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> they just said, the review I read, they're like, don't play it with your five-year-old or your six-year-old. Because it looks like it's family-friendly, but it's not. Uh, they have themes like, you know, infidelity, abuse, you know, okay. like, stuff just like that. In s- it. Scratching off the Ten Commandments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As one does when they're searching for crime in a city. So, you know, before we sign off, I feel like there's a couple more things that we probably had on our we list. We don't the game's over. Yeah. We can call it gonna, a day. What else we got? We didn't we still haven't talked about Dexter. And you're halfway through Hit Monkey, is that what you said? Oh yeah. So, so let's, we'll let's, let you catch up. It's a we'll play another one before Christmas, right? Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Oh, I can wait to talk about Hit Monkey. Uh, I feel like it's good. I feel like we should wrap it up. Okay. We'll just never talk about Dexter. We'll just always talk about talking about Dexter. <laughs> that's that's the whole joke. <laughs> We're going to have another spinoff show called Talking Dexter. Yeah. Where we talk yeah. about anything but Dexter. All right, well, that's uh, episode two in the books. And above the board with Josh. And Phil. Thanks for listening. And just we'll keep it above board. Keep it above the board, always. You're better at that, using the actual name. <laughs> keep it above the board.